you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family... Look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Championship weekend, championship Sunday. The dream is closer. The stakes are higher. Remaining four teams looking to punch their Super Bowl tickets at SoFi, Super Bowl 56. The stage is set. AFC NFC Championship Games presented by Intuit TurboTax Live. Kicking off Sunday at 3 Eastern. Visit NFL.com slash schedule for the full schedule. At GMFB with your tweets. Welcome to the show. This is Good Morning Football. We are live in New York City. My name is Kay Adams, Kyle Brandt, Peter Schrager, Chris Carter. All here. We have some breaking news to start the morning with. So let's bring in our insider, Mike Garofolo, to give us the very latest on what's going on with uh, Nathaniel Hackett and the Broncos. Are they getting married? Uh, They are, Kay. Uh, The Broncos proposed last night, and Nathaniel Hackett said yes. According to our Tom Pelissero, it is now a done deal. Talks heated up. Last night completed. Nathaniel Hackett will be the new head coach of the Denver Broncos. It is January 27th, and we are on the board. It is the first head coaching hiring. You don't usually see it take this long into January, but we had a longer season. They've made changes to the protocols for interviews, and that has led to a bit of a delay, but we finally got one. Nathaniel Hackett moving from Green Bay to Denver. Now, he was supposed to interview again with the Jaguars today, but that will not happen. He had been in Jacksonville before as a quarterback coach and an offensive coordinator. He did a terrific job with that team, nearly got him to the Super Bowl, went to Green Bay. Aaron Rodgers has been a vocal supporter of him publicly and privately. Hackett known as a guy who is extremely energetic as well as extremely intelligent. Yes, he doesn't call the plays for the Packers, but he is very involved in the process alongside Matt LaFleur the entire week and on game day. The Broncos extremely impressed with Hackett, and he actually beat out Dan Quinn. We called Dan Quinn as the favorite to start the process because of his relationship with general manager George Payton, but Hackett is the one that impressed and eventually gets the job, Kay. 
And now Dan Quinn, all eyes are on Chicago, on the Giants, on the other vacancies, as this usually goes. One domino falls and the rest uh, get filled shortly thereafter. Hackett took over as OC back in 2019 under LaFleur. Since then, this team has been second in the league in scoring touchdowns. He's been in the league over 10 years of experience at 42 years old. He'll be the head coach of those Broncos. Thank you so much, Mike uh, Garofalo. We'll talk to you in a little bit. A lot of ways to go about this. And then there's, of course, the connected dots of Aaron Rodgers to add to the mix. What do you got, Triggs? Yeah, just, just more who to know who is he. So his father was Paul Hackett, great yeah. offensive coach for mm-hmm. years, uh, USC and, of course, the Kansas City Chiefs. Nate was actually the, the ball boy, the equipment guy for the Chiefs in the 90s, so would be carrying Derek Thomas's pads. Grew up with football. Then goes to UC Davis and ends up being a major, and I said this to us last week, neurobiology, physiology, and behaviors, and goes that route and was a hip-hop dance teacher. This is him, uh, to make the money work for him while he was going on and pursuing that dream, then eventually gets back into coaching. And you talk about the Jacksonville year in 2017, where it's Blake Bortles, and it's a young Leonard Fournette, and it's a couple wide receivers you might not be familiar with that... They got to the AFC Championship game and were a pass short from beating the Patriots. And then he goes to Green Bay to really do his own thing with LaFleur. What they do is they combine the West Coast offense that Paul Hackett and his Mm -hmm. father kind of worked on with that RPO-type offense that LaFleur and the Shanahan tree. They blended it together. It was one of the most dynamic offenses the last two years. And the thought is that maybe Hackett can bring that in an offensive-minded coach to Denver. Consider the last few years, Vic Fangio, John Fox before him, not since Gary Kubiak, if they had an offensive coach. And then, of course, the ultimate allure. You might have Devontae Adams as a free agent. You might have Aaron Rodgers on the market. If you're going to trade him outside of the conference, Denver is an AFC team, and Hackett and Rodgers are very tight. Last note, Mike mentioned it. Last year when Hackett interviewed for Atlanta, it was Aaron Rodgers who proactively got on the phone with the Atlanta brass and said, this guy's amazing. I love playing for this guy. You should consider him for a head coach. We're going to bring in uh, Mike G one more time, Garofolo. Let's get you in here and uh, get an update on Aaron Rodgers. We, of course, heard him on Pat McAfee this week, as he usually does, and everyone's curious about his future. What do you got? Yeah, well, that's the question now. Is this hiring going to drag Aaron Rodgers to Denver? I shouldn't say drag because if he leaves Green Bay, that's probably the team that's on the top of his list. And I know that there's interest in Denver should Aaron Rodgers want to leave Green Bay and have a fresh start somewhere else. But I'll just say this. My impression the whole time has not been that the Broncos were chasing after Nathaniel Hackett because they want Rodgers as the quarterback. It's that they were chasing after Hackett because they were incredibly impressed with Hackett. If he brings Rodgers with him, sure, that's a great little cherry on top of that Sunday. But the Broncos went about this process and made this hire because of Hackett and Hackett alone. If he doesn't bring Rodgers, it's not like they're going to be disappointed in Hackett or anything like that. He is the head coach. They expect him to be the head coach for quite some time. Regardless of who the quarterback is, we know they have to make an upgrade. Maybe it's Rodgers, maybe it's not, but this hire made on the merits of Hackett alone, Kay. Nice young team, good pieces on both sides of the ball, ready to contend in a really tough division. And Aaron Rodgers, just the cherry on top of that Sunday. Interesting. Careful, appreciate you. Kyle, your thoughts? Better be more than the cherry. I respect Mike's reporting and what they're saying, but that's what they're saying because they're trying to back up their head Mm -hmm. coach. Um, I said this a few weeks ago. Denver is a terrifying job if you don't have a quarterback. What is the plan? 
because there is Mahomes, there is Herbert, there is Carr, who's in the playoffs this year. You better have something. Uh, the people who are winning today are these people online who Photoshop different faces under different <laughs> uniforms. Photoshop guy. Let's go, guys. Guys and girls, get after it. Give me Devontae. Give me Rodgers. This one has ripple effects, too, because if you buy into this idea that Rodgers wants out of Green Bay, which I do, loves Hackett, which we know, if that were to happen, like... This has ripple effects with other hires because maybe you do something different if you're the Raiders now with your position. Maybe the Bears and the Vikings who are also looking for coaches and have been waiting for the post-Rogers era since the dawn of time. Maybe this affects their positioning. So the Hackett thing is great and he seems to be a great offensive mind in the hip-hop dance class. You respect it. (laughs) The best player in the world loves him and might be wanting to move to a new team. That's Mm -hmm. the elephant in the room. Uh, I think it is a lot more than just the coach. Listen, if I bring Solange Nowles onto my album, I may be thinking maybe her sister could come and contribute. There's always that type of thing. Chris? Absolutely. <laughs> if you're going to interview him, you're going to talk about what coaches are you looking at and potentially free agent. The one thing about Denver that um, the NFL, it's one of the marquee franchises. Yes, it is. They make major money. With the stadium, they're getting new ownership right now. The team's going to be up for sale. Some very, very exciting things could be happening there in Denver. And they've already done this. So if Aaron Rodgers wanted to go somewhere, because everyone's like, ah, these legendary quarterbacks, where can they go to? We were shocked Tom went to Tampa, Mm. but we saw it work. But that wasn't the first. The prototype was Peyton Manning. Mm -hmm. When he got cut by Indianapolis, he goes to Denver. So there's always been this, wow, you can go to Denver. They trade away Von Miller. Their salary cap, they're going to be all right. I don't believe that Aaron Rodgers and Devontae, both of them, because Green Bay would be foolish. All right. All they have to do is franchise Devontae and they got enough wide receivers. Jerry Judy is a superstar in the making. They just need a quarterback. Now, people forgot about him two years ago coming out of Alabama. Great size, great speed, great route runner. Get him a quarterback there with this um, with the new coach that they have. I would be if I'm a Denver Broncos fan, I'm excited because. You got the guy you wanted, irregardless if he can bring the quarterback, but we have talked about the quarterback coming, too. Mm-hmm. I think that's fair that these doubts are being connected. Yeah, and I think the part that Tom mentioned in his tweet is that, you know, he has a long history with Jacksonville where he had great success. Jacksonville was like, we're bringing you back in for another interview. That that was pressure. It was like, mm-hmm. all right, yes. we don't want him to go to that interview because then he might not. So when you have two choices and it's Broncos with that franchise or Jacksonville, I think the decision was made. Broncos, one of the great charm, uh, you know, the jewel, the jewel franchises of the NFL. So now, what does it mean? Let's do the Aaron Rodgers angle is done. Now we have Dan Quinn, who has coaching experience, who's gone to a Super Bowl, much more experience than Hackett does. He doesn't have a job yet. What's the latest with other candidates and how this fallout? Are you surprised that Hackett was the first domino? No, I wasn't. I thought the Broncos would be the first, and their finalists were Dan Quinn, Kevin O'Connell, who's mm-hmm. the offensive coordinator of the Rams, and then and Hackett, who they selected. Um, Dan Quinn becomes an interesting figure. The New York Giants become an interesting figure. They've done a ton of interviews. Brian mm-hmm. Flores is in East Rutherford as we speak, about to interview again with the Giants. I, I feel like the Giants might be the next team, and then the Bears, who finally have a GM and are down to their finalists, they might be soon too. So the, the Donalds, I would say the next 48 hours, three or four teams are going to hire their coach. Oh, wow. Yeah, I think the Donalds are going to fall. You excited about Chicago? I'm excited about Chicago. Okay. I'm intrigued. So Dan Quinn's the frontrunner in Denver, and then – the Packers lose and score 10 points at home in the divisional round, and oh my God, Rodgers is probably ready to go. Uh, listen, these two guys are, certainly Rodgers, unbelievably strategic, long-form thinker, chess player. This could have been in the works for months. This could have been the plan all along. You and me, Nate, we're going to have one more year here, and then we're going to jump. I mean, Usually working with Aaron Rodgers 
takes a like the floor doesn't get coach of the year love because of Aaron Rodgers and sure. Devontae Adams Hackett doesn't even call plays for this offense and he gets a job over Dan Quinn so there might be something to what you're saying Kyle I think there might be if we're being, <laughs> I don't know why we're being so Columbo this morning I don't know but it seems like there's something congratulations Denver good coach Zalid Block. Zalid Block. Yes, huge matchup over in the NFC. We kicked off the show in the AFC, but how about Jimmy G and the Niners taking on Matthew Stafford and the Rams at SoFi? Two NFC West rivals squaring up. How do you compare, prepare rather, to face a team for the third time in a season? Take a listen. Uh, well, I think you always go back and watch the prior games. That's kind of where it starts, and then you kind of just take it from there, the games that they've played recently. You take into account, you want to study the tape as well as you can, and I mean, we know these guys as well as as well as possible. Play them for a third time now. It'll, nothing will really surprise us. I wouldn't say we had our chances last time we played them to win the game. Whether it was a you know four minute situation for us on offense, a two minute situation on defense, and then we still had a shot in overtime as well. So you know, it, it's a really good football team. It's two really good football teams going after each other. Um, you know, seeing each other twice this year, going to see each other for a third time. Um, not a bunch of secrets. Just who can step up to the plate, and make the plays when we need to make them. What happens in this game is going to change the careers of these two quarterbacks, respectively. It changes their legacy. It affects everything. We would be lying if we told you that here at the breakfast table, when we choose things to talk about or we swing one way or the other, if the narratives and stories and compelling things didn't draw us or pull us in one way or the other. We want the great story. You were talking about Bengals Niners. What's the story there? What's the commonality, the common thread? Whose trip to the Super Bowl would be a better story? Would it be Jimmy Garoppolo or Matthew Stafford? It's not just cute. It actually matters. It does. It does. Um, we put you guys in the shoes of what Matthew Stafford is, is walking into this weekend and where he's been. So 12 years he was with the Detroit Lions, never won a playoff game, and was the Walter Payton Man of the Year nominee every year, was a great ambassador of the city of Detroit. But he knew after 12 years with coaching change happening, it was – It was time for me to do something on my own. And how do you handle that delicately? Because Barry Sanders ended his career in Detroit, and it was a terrible ending. Calvin Johnson ended his career in Detroit, and it was a terrible Mm -hmm. ending. Stafford thread the needle where he let the team know he'd like to be traded and said, I want to end things on the right way. Stafford donated a million dollars, a million dollars on the way out to an inner city charity that is to be working with educational programs in Detroit. He came out very publicly and said he wants to have a great relationship with the city of Detroit. He just needs to try. I just need to try something else before it's too late and I have nothing left in this arm. So he does get traded and they go and they have an up and down season. And I I look at this. He's a game away from taking Los Angeles, his new Los Angeles to a Super Bowl in the city of Los Angeles after 12 years of dysfunction, of 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 missed draft picks, of drab, of just misery, and never saying a peep. We could crush the Lions franchise here on television. The fans can crush the Lions franchise and what they were of dysfunction, of winless seasons, and terrible years of missing the playoffs, and of just this looming doom and gloom. Stafford never was that guy. He handled it classily, and on the way out, I feel like thread that needle of being a veteran going to a new place and doing it with class and grace. Mm-hmm. I, I look at Kevin Garnett. I look at Gary Carter, who was with the Expos mm. for years and then mm-hmm. went to the Mets and finally won. Mm-hmm. There is a short list of athletes that 
spend their entire career with one team and then go to that final next team and finally get to experience yeah. victory and do it on their terms. It's pretty cool. I think it's a cool story. It's the NFL's version of Kevin Garnett, the big ticket, finally leaving Minnesota and saying, I need to try something else. And being able to experience victory, triumph, and doing it with a, with a market and a team that was supportive of him as well. I think sometimes when okay. you're uber-talented, which he is, high school number one pick, number one draft pick from Georgia, people think it's easy. Ooh. I had an NFL coach tell me, Chris, I don't care how talented you are, you are responsible for your own growth. And you could see that Matthew Stafford, not only as a football player, but as a man, he grew in Detroit. And to me, this is one-sided. Because if the 49ers win, they can win in spite Jimmy Garoppolo. They've done that. Couple, couple playoff wins, no touchdown passes. So for me, if the 49ers get to the Super Bowl, Jimmy G's in the car. He's not always driving. Shanahan's driving. The defense is driving. Their physicality is driving. The Rams, if they are able to get to the Super Bowl, 56, in their own stadium, Matthew Stafford is willing. And everybody else is in the backseat, man. Like, they're in the backseat. He is going to be able to get credit for taking this franchise and living up to the trade. Yeah, people are going to try to give McVay all the credit. Mm -hmm. And be like, Les Snead, oh, he's a genius and everything. But out there on the field, those guys aren't making no plays. They didn't throw to the the guys shouldn't be thrown to Cooper Cup in Tampa. Now, they reap the benefits of it. Matthew Stafford is that guy. All right? He's a dude's dude. I'm glad he's having success because very seldom do you see it where you get smacked in the face in your career and then you're able to come back and have a swan song there in L.A. To me, it, it's not even close mm. what the better story is, Matthew Stafford and the Rams. Wow. That's God's work for, for the two of you because I, I, <laughs> I, I struggle on this. Here's where I come out. Matthew Stafford beat Tom Brady on the road in his house, was better, more clutch and everything, and that will never be taken away from him. That is awesome, and that has changed a lot of the way I view him. The story is hard for me to talk about because there's only a few directions you go in hyping this as a Super Bowl story. One, disrespecting the Lions, which is not fun. Two, hyping Sean McVay, which has done plenty. Mm. And then you just land in this place where he's a good person and he's classy and it's great. I get it. But it just doesn't give me a, a lot of oomph. It doesn't give me a lot of pizzazz. Jimmy Garoppolo's team abandoned him. Let's go. Jimmy Garoppolo's team said, not only do we not want a future with you, let me just tell you how much we, want, we don't want a future with you. We're going to get crazy at the draft and spend all of our capital to draft your replacement. A, a surefire Hall of Fame? No, 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 no. This small program dude who hasn't played in five years and we have no idea if it's going to work, that's how little we believe in your long-term future. They can deny it all they want. That was a very compelling draft pick. Jimmy was kneecapped before this season started. You're done here. Everything you've done irrelevant, we're moving on. He's still here. He's in the title game. He, Jimmy Garoppolo has played three games in playoff games where his team has not scored an offensive touchdown. He's 3-0 in those games. It is unbelievably strange, and here's why I like the story. It's a choose-your-own-adventure now. We're in the middle of it. This weekend will determine Jimmy's future in San Francisco. I fully believe that. Jimmy goes out, throws two picks, 170 yards, and a loss. See you later. Jimmy goes out, throws 170 yards, no touchdowns, no picks. Come on back next year. We're going to the Super Bowl. I think it is really playing out now. And I think that's incredible. He is one of the strangest species of quarterbacks that we've seen. That stat about he doesn't score, but he still wins. And it's every debate on every radio show and every Twitter thread about 
wins being a quarterback stat versus performance. He is the eye of the storm of that. Jimmy Garoppolo is wildly limited, but he wins. He's about to go to more Super Bowls than Aaron Rodgers and Dan Marino if he wins one more game. Can you believe what we're talking <laughs> about? Please, the list goes on. Matthew Stafford seems like a great person with a beautiful family and a great career, and I take nothing away from him. But a story here? We're not in the charity business here. We're in the content business, and I think it's Jimmy Garoppolo. I agree with you. I think to add to that, I mean, if he gets them there again, oh, my God, that means that you've had two healthy seasons with Jimmy Garoppolo as your starter, and he got you to the yeah. Super Bowl in both of those seasons when he's healthy. Uh, it's incredible. And I'm just trying to think back when you were talking, Kyle, about all the conversations we had at this breakfast table or on our stupid home cams about uh, about what is going to happen because of Trey Lance. What is the demeanor going to be? We're all so over. Yeah. How is this going to work? What week do you think Trey Lance takes over? It was like, <laughs> oh my gosh, hours, hours, months of yeah, content. Jimmy Garoppolo was like this the whole time. He didn't flinch. He didn't do anything. He wasn't petty. He absolutely could have been. Uh, and I kind of loved it. He, Jimmy Garoppolo hasn't changed at all. He's was a winner is a winner and might win this week. And it absolutely will change the trajectory of his career because you are not pulling him if he gets you there again. You can't. I don't think you can. And, like, that sounds great, and that's compelling. We're 16 days from the Super Bowl. Peter, you're already going to the Gary Carter 16 days out for Stafford. It's tough, man, and it, because it's just the kid. He, he's, just, he's just a nice guy and a great mm-hmm. competitor and a great teammate. His teammates love him, and, like, that's kind of the end of the story. You like, don't think as a compelling piece. Now, I, I agree with the Jimmy story, but this guy was a loser for 12 yeah. years and never had a chance yeah. to taste victory. And in the first season, he gets around with the right pieces. He takes them all the way. That's a really cool deal. But wouldn't you say the same about Gary Payton joining the Lakers? He was a loser, too. And then he joined down with this great coach and this great team, and he won. It was kind of like... He was a little beyond his prime, though, when he joined the Lakers. That's true, Chris. Compared to Matthew Stafford. Matthew sure. Stafford's still in his prime. That's the other one and I the get reason is- why I can't have a great deal, a lot of sympathy for Jimmy Garoppolo is because I got, I got hundreds of hours of practice tape. Mm. And the reason why they draft that guy is because what you did at practice. Right. And not being able to throw the ball in the game. Or when it's late in the game, I want to throw a deep out. I see that guy at quarterback. You know what I'm doing? I'm getting ready to hand it to my tailback. <laughs> At third and seven. You know the reason why? Because of you. Yeah. My tailback it's was a wide receiver. It's not anybody else's fault. <laughs> my tailback was number 19. Okay? It's because yeah. of you. And I got hundreds of hours of video. If you want me to show you the reason why we're going to North Dakota State and take a chance on this guy, it's not my fault. It's because of you. But that's why it's such a good story. Because if Jimmy beats the Rams and gets to go to the Super Bowl, I hope he pulls up this tape of you right now and the tape of you talking about his hand and all of that. Because that's why it's such a good story. I've been because on TV a long time. I'll get a get Stafford back has, Stafford has, Stafford has so much back. support around him. Jimmy still has doubters, which is why it is so compelling. It really is. He threw, He's unbelievably he compelling. He threw those three wobbly passes. Oh, terrible. Side. Like, you're like, don't, what are you doing, Jimmy? What, are you crazy? Might be going to the suit. <laughs> Get in here. Mike G with some breaking news this morning. The Denver Broncos uh, have a gr- have come to terms. They've put a ring on it with Nathaniel Hackett, the uh, Packers offensive coordinator. Currently, what is going on there? That is correct, Kay. Uh, as first reported by our Tom Pelissero, Nathaniel Hackett, the Packers offensive coordinator, will be shedding that title for a new one. Broncos head coach. This uh, agreed to last night shortly before Hackett was scheduled to head down to Jacksonville and interview with the Jaguars. That's not him. That's still Joe Barry. Um, he, uh, Hackett was going to interview with the Jaguars for their head coaching job, uh, but that one is off. The Broncos closed it out and said, Nathaniel Hackett is our guy, and maybe that guy, number 12, will be our guy at quarterback. 
We shall see what the future holds. Obviously, uh, there is interest on Denver's end. Should Aaron Rodgers want to leave Green Bay? We will see about all of that. But I'll say this. The Broncos are hiring Nathaniel Hackett because they like Nathaniel Hackett. They like his energy. They like his smarts. They like everything that they've heard about him. And Aaron Rodgers has not been shy about picking up the phone. Peter Schrager mentioned last hour he called the Falcons and said, last year, this is the guy that you should hire. Rodgers has gushed about Hackett publicly as well. So the Broncos are hiring Hackett because they think they got themselves a great head coach. If they get Aaron Rodgers on top of that, that is great. I'll give you one more note here about Hackett and the Broncos. According to me and Ian Rappaport, sources tell us a name to watch for defensive coordinator is Rams pass game coordinator, Ejiro Evero. Now, coincidentally, Evero almost got the Packers defensive coordinator job uh, last year, but that wound up not being the case, wound up being Barry, who we just showed there. Uh, So Evero, uh, a strong candidate and a name to watch for defensive coordinator in Denver on Nathaniel Hackett's staff, okay? A new name that I wasn't aware of enters the mix. Thank you so much. Good job in trying to disconnect those dots between Aaron Rodgers and the Denver Broncos. We'll discuss it here at the table in a little bit. And up next, speaking of GMs. Yeah, the New York Giants, they announced him yesterday. They had the great press conference. Now we get to meet him as well. Joe Shane, former Bills assistant general manager, is now the head man in New York. And they're still looking to hire a coach. We'll talk about it after this. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Spentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Our next guest is a 20-year NFL veteran in front offices. He spent the last five years as the assistant general manager of the Buffalo Bills. He played a huge role in what has been a major turnaround in western New York. He's now tasked to do the same thing in a different part of New York. Try Broadway, try East Rutherford, New Mm. Jersey. Let's welcome to the breakfast table the Giants' newest GM, Mr. Joe Shen. What up, Joe? What's up, Joe? Hey. Thanks for having me. How's everybody doing? 
great. We are doing great. Welcome to the New York market. I know uh, you got your first taste of it yesterday with the welcoming press conference. But I'm going to go first things first. We're not going to give you any softballs. The Giants need a head coach. Brian Dable was there a couple of days ago. Brian Flores is coming today. We read that Leslie Frazier's in the mix. A matter of semantics, though, for the Giants fans at home. Who is selecting the Giants head coach? Is it the general manager or is it the ownership or is it a collaborative effort? And what is the goal of that head coaching hire? Yeah, it's John Mara, Steve Tisch, Chris Mara, myself are in, in each of the interviews. And, you know, we're going through an extensive process, you know, vetting all the, the candidates. And, you know, what we're looking for is, you know, somebody that can work with me. You know, we'll be in lockstep in our vision and in terms of how we want to build the team. You know, I'm looking for somebody that can... They can lead a group of men, you know, through good times and bad times. The ability to put a good staff together, you know, will be very important to me. You know, we got to have good offense coordinator, good defensive coordinator, you know, good assistant coaches because typically what gets you to the head coaching position in terms of calling one side of the ball or the other, you're not going to have as much time to, you know, sit in a room and, you know, come up with defensive schemes for, for six, seven, eight hours a day or, you know, offensive schemes. So, you know, the ability to lead men, hire, hire a good staff, you know, intelligence is important. You know, emotional intelligence is very important to me in terms of handling the, the ups and downs in the NFL season. You know, as a leader of the team, you know, you have to have that steady presence. You know, you got to be able to weather the storms. So, so those are some of the characteristics I'm looking for. And again, I know, you know, people don't want to hear it's a collaborative effort, but it really is. Like, we're going to vet these um, candidates and we're going to be thorough with our search. And, you know, when we're going to come up with the best candidate for the New York Giants. And if there's some things we disagree on, you know, we're going to keep digging until we come to the, you know, to the correct answer and, and make the right decision. Joe, the scouting department there in Buffalo, you guys built something special. Much of that started with the controversy of selecting Josh Allen. Can you take us back to that first draft there in Buffalo, what you guys saw in Josh Allen, and more importantly, what other people didn't see and why those six other teams didn't draft him before you? Yeah, that's a good question, Chris. Is, uh, you know, we did an extensive research on, on all the quarterbacks that were draft eligible for the 2018 draft. And, you know, Josh stood out to us, you know, again, playing in Buffalo. If, if you look at the weather we had to play in this year, I mean, we had several games where there was rain, wind, snow, just not ideal conditions. So, you know, Josh's size, the fact that he played in weather, you know, bad weather, snow up there in Wyoming, his athleticism, his strength, and more importantly, who he was as a person. You know, I don't know. I know some of you on this, this uh, show have spent time with Josh and just understand that he's a better person than he is a player. And he's a great teammate and he's a great leader. And, you know, we thought the world of Josh and that, that kind of, you know, separated him from the pack because he had the physical ability. That, but then who he was as a person, you know, really allowed us to come up with our conviction as, as Josh as being our guy to lead the franchise. You're all over it, Joe, and, and yet, you know, we got uh, Tommy on line two and Phil on line six, and they're calling in to say that the Giants are too old school. It's always about Coughlin. It's always about Parcells. They're too tied to the tradition and the teams of yesteryear. Question to you. How do you plan on modernizing the draft process for the Giants and free agency to take this team, this entire organization, into the next decade? Yeah, I'm probably, I was fortunate when I came in the league because I worked with some old school, you know, scouts and got some exposure to the, the old school way of, of how things were done. So that really kind of set my foundation in place. But, you know, where I am age-wise and technology, I've been able to evolve and, and, and teach myself how to use 
technology, you know, whether it's analytics, whatever it may be. I'm still getting used to what their process is here, what's in place, but I'm going to be open to any avenue that will give us a competitive advantage. Again, whether that's data and innovation, analytics, direct, you know, if we get a director of research and strategy, if it's analytics in game, if it's analytics helping us, you know, pick players, it's not going to drive the process, but any piece that will allow us to give a competitive advantage, we need to be open to that. And we need to comp- uh, continue to challenge the organization to go out and, and find those resources or find what will give us a competitive advantage. So, yeah, we're, we're not going to leave any stone unturned, and we're going to continue to look for you know, any way that will help us win. But do you have the quarterback is the question, Joe. Congratulations to you. Welcome to Good Morning Football. This weekend you got Joe Burrow, Patrick Mahomes, Matthew Stafford, all playing all first-round picks, and they're playing for a chance to go to the Super Bowl in a couple of weeks. So the jury is still out on whether or not Daniel Jones can be one of those guys. How do you evaluate your current quarterback? Yeah, listen, Daniel has physical qualities that I like. He's got size. You know, he can throw the ball. He's athletic. Um, you know, he's had production. To me, you know, again, we just talked about Josh Allen and that draft class. I reflect on, you know, Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen, two probably the most successful quarterbacks out of the draft. Well, you know, what do they have in common? You know, they had the same coach. They've had the same offensive coordinator. And I think at that position, continuity is very important. You look at Daniel Jones. He's going to be on his third head coach. You know, he's had multiple offensive coordinators. So, you know, the constant change is, is not ideal. And, and John Mara said it yesterday. You know, we've done everything we could possibly to, to screw up Daniel Jones, you know, the lack of continuity. So, you know, my goal is to get the best offensive staff in here, offensive coordinator, and build the offense around what Daniel does best. You know, people talk awful you know, about the offensive line, and we're going to look to upgrade the offensive line, and that won't only make Daniel better, but, you know, that'll give, you know, Saquon a chance to be the best version of himself. So I'm excited to work with Daniel. I'm excited to get the coaching staff in here. You know, let's find out what he does best, and let's build the, the offense around, around him and his strengths. Joe, I, I thought Ryan Dunleavy at the New York Post did a beautiful story. Caught up with your father who found out the news while driving a freight truck at a Walmart. And he was, you know, in the parking lot, found out. And it's, the, the article tells us that he was crying tears of joy because his son is finally getting this opportunity. I think it's such mm. a cool story. Your story is so cool. And now you go to this Giants franchise, which uh, there's a Giants mystique. It's real. And it starts with the history, but it also starts with the fans. So just from your small 72 hours in this gig, what has been the fan reaction and what is your message to that fan base who, like your father, could be tearing, crying tears of joy if you can bring this team back to relevance and back to the top of the NFL? Yeah, it's, it's obviously a very passionate fan base, which I love. You know, I want everybody to be passionate about the team. And, you know, I know about the history of the New York Giants and the success they've had. And, you know, that's where, you know, I'm hoping to create a, create a culture, you know, build a team where we can create our own history and, you know, we get the team back to where it was. But, you know, I know what happened in the past. I know what's happened the last four or five years here in terms of what the record is, and it's not good enough. And I know what the New York Giants fans deserve, and I want to I bring a winning team to the franchise as well. But, again, like I said yesterday, it's not going to happen overnight. I get it. You know, people want to know expectations, but we're going to build this the right way, and we're going to bring in you know young players. We're going to set a, you know a foundation, and we're going to build on that foundation that will allow us to sustain success over time. And, again, the fans want to win now. I understand that. We're going to try to compete for today and build for tomorrow, um, you know, starting with, you know, the new head coach getting in here and, and going into free agency in the draft this offseason. Joe? 
I think you passed the test on our That's show. That's it, Joe. That's it, Joe. Come on now, Joe. Yeah. Now go bring the Giants hey, back, my friend. Thank you so much. Yeah. Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of the show. You know, it's, it's fun to, you know, always watch you guys on Monday. I'd only watch you guys Monday morning after a win. You know, I'd be too depressed after a loss. But I uh, really respect what everybody does on this show, and I love watching you guys. You guys do a great job. Means Thanks, a lot. Thanks, we Joe. appreciate you saying that. You're welcome anytime, and hopefully next time in person. We'd really love that. Sounds good. I'll take you up on that. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Happy Thursday, three sleeps until Championship Sunday. It is an honor to welcome our next guest, one of the best defensive players in the league, all pro, leading San Francisco in tackles for the fourth straight season. He's now headed to the NFC Championship game for the second time in three years. He's the reason I have to talk about Aaron Rodgers and his future this week instead of those Packers getting set to maybe go to the Super Bowl. Please welcome to the show 49ers linebacker Fred Warner. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank you, and thanks for being here. And I know it's very early on the West Coast, and congratulations. This game was epic. So hard fought, grinded out, 13-10, to 10, walk-off win against that top seed on Saturday. After the game, I loved you. You let it all out on the frozen <laughs> tundra. Take a look. What was the scene? What were the vibes? What was the locker room like? Tell us everything. I'm getting I'm getting a little bit of chills right now watching. Like I mean, that was I'll, I will remember like this game, this moment for the rest of my life. You know, the, the faithful, our fan base is obviously I'm biased, but they're the best in the world. Um, you know, they travel well anywhere we go, and uh, to be out there in the freezing cold to watch us play and, and win that game. Uh, was really special, so I wanted to show love to them. But, uh, man, I mean, you, you talked about it. Just 
just at the end of that game, like everything that went into it, just being able to just kind of let, you know, let all the emotions out. And, um, you know, there, it, that was one of the best wins I've been a part of for sure. So glad to hear you say that, because even from our perspective, it felt special. All the things you've accomplished, that one was incredible. Help us with this. You're, you're, you're in Lambeau. It's in the snow. You're going against this team that's rested and explosive and Rodgers and Devontae. They're all out there. Dude, they scored 10 points against you guys. 10 points. How did you do that? Uh, I mean, it wasn't easy. You, you saw how you mentioned, you know, the rest of they have all these explosive players and you saw it in that first drive. You know, they came out humming. Uh, you know, they, they kind of walked us down the field for for a touchdown and we kind of had to rally together on the sideline and, and just tell one another that we had to just tighten up uh, in a few areas. But um, man, just our, our defense has continued to get better and better each week. And we're playing as as a full unit. You know, it's not just one or two guys playing well. You know, we're all working in unison. And I think, uh, you know, our leader, D'Amico Ryan's kind of, you know, calling the plays and, and setting the standard and, and you know, con- continuing to raise the standard for us each week. I, I think we're, you know, we're just going to continue to keep growing. All right, let's talk about D'Amico because when Robert Sala took the job in New York, a lot of folks wrote off that Niners defense. Then you guys are three and five, and it looks like the unit would just never be the same without Coach Sala. Well, here's D'Amico Ryan's former player who played on a team that was coached by Kyle Shanahan, coached by Mike McDaniel, coached by Richard Hightower, and now he's the coach himself. How has D'Amico Ryan's taken your unit under his wing and put his own spin on that Niners defense? Well, I think it's uh, the same exact way that he played the game back when when he was a player is the exact way that he coaches. Uh, he brings so much passion to the game uh, and especially to to being a coach. And, and we feed off of him. He he comes in every every day to work the exact same person, you know, the exact same, uh, you know, passion that he coaches with. It doesn't matter what it doesn't matter if we're down or if we're up. Um, you know, he's the exact same. And so I think that kind of just allows us as a group to have so much confidence in him. And I mean, his play calling is, is amazing, you know, and, and so was Sala, but I mean, D'Amico just in, in clutch moments, some of the calls that he makes and seeing them, seeing them work uh, and have success, it, it gives you so much more confidence as a player, um, you know, and as a group for your, for the guy leading you. Fred, you're one of my favorite players to watch. And really, I don't believe people give you enough credit. And one of the reasons why earlier this season, you did what a lot of great players don't do. You weren't satisfied with the level of play that you had. And you talked about it. And you talked about how not obtaining your goals was eating away at you. And you don't see great players make themselves vulnerable. But in the second half of the season, you corrected that. 15 tackles in week number 17. Tell me about that whole process to get you to peak and get back to that all-pro level that I fell in love with watching. Yeah, absolutely, Chris. You know, and, and like you mentioned, it's hard as football players for us to be vulnerable, right? And to to kind of, you know, look inward and see like, okay, where where can I be better? And, you know, or to say that you're not you're not performing the way that you should. And uh, you know, I knew that. And I, I had such high aspirations and goals for myself and uh for whatever reason, you know, things weren't going my way throughout the year, uh, especially early on, but I just stayed at it. I stayed consistent. You know, I'm a I'm a man of great faith and I know that my my timing was coming. Um, you know, I know that I've, I've I've been a great player in this league, and I'm I still am. I I knew that the entire way. I just knew I had to kind of buckle down and really dial in on the details, uh, and continue to just work hard. And I have such a, a great group around me 
that I have no choice but to be great, you know, for them. And, you know, people on our team inspire the heck out of me. You talk about George Kittle and Debo Samuel, Trent Williams. Uh, you know, I can go down, go down the list. You know, Nick Bosa, all these guys, they inspire me to want to be my best. And, you know, now we're at a point in the season where we need everybody's best, you know, including myself. And I'm just willing to do whatever I can uh, for the team to, to win just one more game. Well, you've beaten the Rams twice. And so it's interesting that you are facing them in the NFC title game. There'll be a sea of red jerseys out there supporting you. You said it's the best fan base in the world. How do you prepare for this game? Like, you have a couple days, three days to go. Where's your focus, knowing that this is a team that you faced twice, that's faced you twice, and you've got a third bout to go to the Super Bowl for the second time in three years? Uh, yeah, it's unique for sure. I've never played a, a team three times in one year, so uh, I, I'm sure they would say the same. It's, it's, a, it's a unique situation. Um, you know, I think the reason why we've had success in previous games is because we just treat each game as its individual, you know, as its individual battle. We're not we're not going into it saying, oh, well, this is the this is our, our sixth game against them or our third game against them. No, this is this is one game. You know, this is this is a different team each week, just like we're a different team each week. And we have to treat it as such, you know, and, and they are obviously one of the best teams in the league. And that's why they're at this point, just like we're at this point. Um, you know, and so we have to we have to go into it just as detailed, if not more detailed and locked in on point focused uh, throughout the work week as you know, as we've ever, as, we, as we've ever been, you know, just for this one game. We love it, Fred Warner. Good luck to you. I know I saw on Instagram you have a new house. You're doing big things. Maybe we'll have a Lombardi trophy to post somewhere in there sometime soon. <laughs> That's right. I appreciate you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck, Fred Good luck, Warner. Man. Go do your thing out in L.A. this weekend. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower... 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.